Good morning, innovators. It is Pam Eichenbaum and Jen Van Dam from Innovation Works, and we are back for a very special holiday episode. We're thrilled to be back. It's been a few months. Jen, how have you been? I've been great. I haven't really been drinking much matcha, but we can get into that. Oh, Jen, mm, straight away. I've been really stocking up on the Earl Grey, mm-hmm. even on all of my travels recently. <laughs> <laughs> So, listeners, you know, we had a great first season. We are so eager to hear how you en- how much you enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it, perhaps. And we want to hear from you. So check in with us online. Send us an email. Send us something on social. Uh, we want to make season two even better. We will be back for season two mm-hmm. in 2019. So keep your ears open and ready to go for the next season. And we'll have more information about that in the coming months. Uh, but we will also have season two on iTunes, which is super fantastic. Yes. Space so we'll be on SoundCloud and iTunes. That's great. Yeah. So we wanted to do this special holiday episode because we realized we, one, we had such a great first season. We loved interviewing our companies. Mm-hmm. Wanted to spend some time with each of you, one, thanking you for joining us throughout the season, but also sharing a little bit more about our own uh, silliness and mm-hmm. nerdiness, of course. Uh, so that's why we're here joining you on this beautiful early Friday morning. Uh, but so, Jen. Yes. Before we get into our own stuff, let's talk about the season. So season one, <laughs> Caffeinated Innovation, our inaugural season. Did you have a favorite moment? Ooh. So I feel like this is a hard question because I don't want to say I had a favorite episode because people ask me that about companies mm-hmm. in our portfolio, yeah. and I feel like those are like obviously like babies, but like each of them have a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think you'll probably say this too. We had some bloopers. Oh yes. Um, and one was with Rich Lunak, our CEO. <laughs> <laughs> For all of our listeners, this was. I wish we could have caught it on video. Yes. Well, so I don't know if everyone knows that we record um, in a conference room at Innovation Works, um, and it's our small conference room, and there are glass windows. And so when one of our companies was here, who were we interviewing? Icos. We were interviewing Icos. And so, you know, we're a small team. You have to walk past the conference room to go into the kitchen. And Rich was passing by, saw that, Icos was here, you know, we all love checking in and saying hi to portfolio companies when we see them. And we're in the middle of recording and Rich opened the door to say hi and then immediately realized what we were doing and felt so bad. I think he turned the color of Rudolph's nose, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was... It, Needless to say, it was exceptionally funny, mm-hmm. and we all had a good laugh. We were able to edit that out of that episode, of yes. course. But like I said, we'd love to have some video of that. I know. And maybe maybe in the future we'll be able to get some mm-hmm. video of our episodes so we can catch all of those bloopers. Uh, but that was a great moment. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. And I think, honestly, the first episode oh, yeah. was so fun. It was a lot of fun. I think we were just really trying out um, what this would look like, and Jeff was great, Mm -hmm. and Ellen was great, and we found out so much fun stuff about them. Like, they both um, were radio hosts. Yeah. I I was a little nervous for that first episode, Mm -hmm. were you? Yeah, definitely. It was nerve-wracking. And then I feel like we hit a bit of a stride. Yeah. We learned how to interview people. (laughs) 
how to properly prepare Mm -hmm. and not overly prepare, Mm -hmm. right? So I think, so I too don't think that I have necessarily a favorite because it is like choosing your favorite child, right? You're not supposed to do that. Although I do have a feeling that at times (laughs) my parents had a favorite (laughs) and I'm sure they're listening and are shaking their heads. But anyway. I am my parents' favorite, so (laughs) I'm just going to put that one out there. So I... I think a really wonderful moment for me, again, not a favorite, but a wonderful moment was during our second episode, I think it was our second, it was an early episode, maybe not our second, but an early episode, we went out to a manufacturer, Yes. Uh, Alpine Packaging, these two sisters who have run the business together since their parents. Twin sisters. Twin sisters, yes. Not identical. So you probably wouldn't even know they were siblings until they told you the story. But they, just the amount of love and dedication the two of them shared with us for the family business and sharing and taking on the legacy that their parents started mm-hmm. in in this local manufacturing company, really phenomenal. And they've kept it in the family so much so that their sons are, and, and children are now working mm-hmm. for the company itself. I think one son and one daughter from each of the sisters. And... That's just really fantastic and something you do see often with a lot of businesses, but that was super inspiring. Well, and I really loved, too, this is a manufacturing company in um, North Versailles for, for sales. sales. Yes, Jen. Yeah. North Versailles. It's also not from Pittsburgh, as I'm not either. Versailles <laughs> for sales. For sales. We were in North Versailles, and they have this global reach where their customers are coming from I can't even remember um they're coming from other countries they're coming from all over the U.S. um I think they had a few beer bottle like uh wrap uh I guess the labels for beer bottles yeah. and soap containers and uh, it was amazing on jeans and um tie like just so many so many awesome I things I think they were even doing some scratch and sniff yes which was pretty neat yeah Pretty neat. So that was a great episode. I really enjoyed that. And I love just getting, that was one episode where, you know, Jen said that we do most of our episodes here at Innovation Works on the north side, but that was one episode where we got out of the office and went on location, which yeah. was just so much fun. Yeah. I would say another really great moment was probably with with Tamaya. I, I, yes. You could just see, and Tamaya, for all of our listener, listeners as a reminder, she is the founder and CEO of Diversamy. Mm-hmm. And she just, again, when she spoke about the company, every time she speaks about the company, mm-hmm. you just see the excitement and the joy mm-hmm. in her face mm-hmm. and in, in her words of, of why she created the product. There's a need, and she just embodies that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I love Tamaya and Ashley. Um, so Ashley Lopez is on our team, and she works with our companies, and their relationship and just how um, the companies work with and connect with the folks on the Alpha on the Innovation Works team and Alpha and Alpha Gear, um, I think it was really you could really see it in in their relationship and yeah that was that was one of my favorite episodes. You're you're right. Yeah, they were all really great. <laughs> you know, I'm excited for next season. Super excited. Uh, I think you know in some preliminary discussions that Jen and I have had. We probably will keep some of the format from season one. We'll interview some founders and some folks from IW, but recognizing that 
there is so much more to delve into within mm. the IW ecosystem, within the entrepreneurial ecosystem, and in with what IW touches within the ecosystem itself. I think we might mix it up a little. We're really hoping we'll be able to interview one of the students who have gone through our startable yes. program, as well as a few founders who we didn't get to this past season, and potentially a few other folks who mm. we interact with frequently and have really supported us over the years. So. Mm. Again, keep those ears open. We're really plugging season two. I know we're a little ahead of ourselves, <laughs> but so Jen, you just talked about Paris. Yes. So tell me more. Why were you in Paris? Did you go somewhere else too? Um, so my partner is an academic, and I get to go on fun trips to places where there are conferences. Um, so we started off our journey in Dusseldorf, Germany which was so much fun. Um, Right now is the time for Christmas markets all over, all over Europe, actually. Um, And so we just bought a lot of stuff, ate a lot of stuff, um, and just had a really good time in Germany. Um, But then we got to spend three nights in Paris on our way home. I Um, I feel like I should plug Wow Air because we got the cheapest tickets. Let me know, you guys. Um, they're good and they fly they fly out of pittsburgh to reykjavik so we also got to hang out in the reykjavik airport which was that's fun did you jump out of the airport we for iceland a bit we didn't get to because our our flight our layover was just so quick um it was like less than an hour but paris was wonderful and it's always so much fun and, and then i came back to lots of emails <laughs> how many to be oh uh, there were a lot it took me a couple of days to get through through them Mm-hmm. It sounds like a wonderful mm-hmm. trip. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So you've been to a couple of places in the States recently. Yeah, I have. I have. I have ventured out west twice in the last few months. Mm. It's, it's been really wonderful and exciting to have these two outdoor experiences. In October, I had the wonderful opportunity to travel with my sister for a few days we rescheduled a trip from the summer and we ended up going back to the Grand Canyon and Sedona Mm. and Phoenix we were there 20 years previously with our parents and so really great to go back as adults and to hike a bit in the Grand Canyon hike in Sedona and in Phoenix see the beautiful sunsets and the Red Rock and and just have some time together away so that was a, a wonderful experience again really active trip and always always would recommend folks to go out to to the Grand Canyon and to Sedona just remarkably beautiful places and then most recently I actually had the chance to visit Utah I was in Salt Lake City for a conference uh, the uh, it's a conference that I've been able to attend the last few years mm-hmm. and a few folks at IW generally get to attend as well and since I was going all the way out there I decided to extend my trip a bit and went up to Park City, or out to Park City, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I got to ski, which was just fantastic. I have I learned to ski when I was a little kid in the Poconos, skied in at Seven Springs as well for, mm-hmm. for a few years, and then skied in Western Maryland as well. I, listen, I am not a great skier. I enjoy it. I'm not trying to be an Olympic gold medalist, but <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And skiing out west was just fantastic. Every... Everything you hear about it, mm. it absolutely reaches those expectations, if not surpasses them. The snow was soft, uh, nice and powdery, and the cold was not so biting. 
and the runs were so much longer. It just was such a really Aww, great experience. That's awesome. So I highly recommend that if you're looking for a winter adventure, you definitely head out to to Salt Lake and to Park Cities at some point. A lot of fun. And obviously it's getting that time of the year where it's getting expensive. <laughs> but if you can do it right at the beginning or right at the end of the season, definitely go. Go, go, go. Mm. Do you like skiing, Jen? No. So no. actually, like winter sports? I love snow tubing. <laughs> so uh, I went to Chatham, and one of my favorite things at Chatham was they would plan a skiing and snow tubing trip um, every winter, and we would go up to Seven Springs, or oh, there was another place in Hidden Valley. No. I'll think about it and I'll post it on Twitter. <laughs> Remind me. Um, but we would go and like my crew of friends, none of us were like good skiers or couldn't snowboard or like any of those like, you know, difficult winter sports, but we would go snow tubing and it was so fun. Like just, it felt like being a kid again and just like, you know, going down a trail in a tube. Amazing. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. Ice skating. I also, my, I was born in July. I feel like I'm more like of a summer person and summer sports are great. Although now I'm trying to think of some summer sports. I I like the beach. I don't know. So there you go, everyone. Jen enjoys (laughs) beaching. I like beaching. That's Jen's sport of the summer is beaching. I like to be at the beach. Spoken like a true Jersey girl. (laughs) Actually, spoken like a true Jersey girl would be the shore. Right. But... Jen yeah. loves beaching and shoring. There like, we go. Yeah, you know what? I've started to say beach instead of shore. <sighs> I've I've lived in Pittsburgh for over four and a half years now, close to five years. I still say both. Okay, and I'm I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I didn't say shore so much growing up. <laughs> As okay. My parents are not from New Jersey. Well, and you weren't, you didn't live close to the shore. I grew up really close to the shore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were what, like different. 45, 50 minutes yeah. from Atlantic City. Okay. Yeah. We were like 15 minutes from any beach. Ooh. I know. So you really did grow up down yes, the shore. I grew up down the shore and got to experience lots of hurricanes and uh, all the fun stuff that comes with being close to the shore. I'd be curious from our listeners if any of you had shore experiences in your childhood Specifically Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Specifically Jersey Shore. So for a short period of time, we thought about calling the show (laughs) Innovation Works Jersey Girls. Yeah. Or some variation of that. That didn't stick for either of us or internally, but (laughs) it was a good spin on our our respective roots Mm -hmm. in New Jersey. So actually, I feel like we still. So we do this. We've 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 done our first episode. This episode, we're supposed to be telling you a little bit more about ourselves, and we've neglected already <laughs> to say what we do here <laughs> at Innovation Work. So we have Pam. Okay. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about what you do here? Sure. So I am on our business development team here at Innovation Works, and I work on a few different types of things day in and day out, I would say you really could categorize my position and my role here as a lot of relationship management Mm -hmm. and cultivation stewardship, if you will. 
anything from managing relationships with our foundation partners to our corporate partners to our elected officials. Mm -hmm. In some cases, that leads to funding, and in some cases, that's really just leading to a stronger collaborative relationship. Mm And in other instances, I am working on strategy for new programs, new ideas, new collaborations in the region. I work a lot with uh, the folks in the outer counties to strengthen the support that we Mm -hmm. provide there. And that's a good reminder to everyone that Innovation Works does support all nine counties in the region, not just Pittsburgh and Allegheny County. We are very proud of supporting all, uh, all of the region. And so that's really, I think, kind of a good overview of what what I do day in and day out. I, uh, of course, we Jen and I are now doing this podcast, mm-hmm. which has been a lot of fun and a great way for us to expand some of our skill set and promote a lot of the great work we're doing. And fortunately, last year I also got to work on uh, some Uprise mm-hmm. in partnership with the Forbes Funds and BNY Mellon, which was so much fun. Anything dealing with social impact and innovation in that space really gets me going. I think there's a lot of power and opportunity for for for-profit companies to do good Mm -hmm. in their community. And I I truly believe that there is opportunity for that for every company, whatever size, to give back in some capacity uh, or to add some kind of component. Uh, But so, Jen, what about you? What what does your role entail? Yeah, so... I am the, I have an and, actually an ampersand in my position. So I'm the digital and community engagement manager at Innovation Works. And um, a lot of what I do is on either end of that and those two things together. So I manage all of our digital presence, um, whether it's the Innovation Works website or the AlphaLab and AlphaLab Gear websites. Um, all of our social media, um, and then also our events and um, making sure that those run smoothly and and sort of just managing our audiences of the people that, you know, we work with and that we want to attend things at Innovation Works and make sure we're reaching them in the right way. So it's our portfolio companies, um, entrepreneurs who want to be a part of our portfolio, entrepreneurs um, who maybe don't know about Innovation Works yet. I'm trying to reach out to them. Um, and then there's the community and different community groups that I'm always trying to connect with. So a lot of our audience management um, across digital and community engagement. The community piece is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's something we both get to yeah, work on. we both do. And I, I, it is a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. feel lucky that we get to support a lot of these other organizations that yeah. support innovation, entrepreneurship, community and economic development in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say that for any founder out there who's interested in connecting with IW or either of us, you should feel free to reach out again. I mean, yeah. we're open door for both of us. Mm-hmm. And in particular, from my experience working on a national scale in community and economic mm-hmm. development, mm-hmm. always happy to connect with companies to help make some introductions. It's just so yeah. critical. So, yeah. so Jen, tell me something. <laughs> so in each of our episodes, mm-hmm. we talked about our favorite form of caffeine. Yes. And you consistently talked about this matcha tea that you buy, that you get it shipped to you. Mm -hmm. That's dedication, my friends. Yes. Pure dedication. 
Can you walk us through that a little bit more? <laughs> so I have not had um, this matcha tea. So, you know, there's balance. Everyone needs balance. And <laughs> so the matcha that I was getting was matcha with turmeric in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Extra mm-hmm. healthy. Extra made me feel extra, extra healthy. Um, so I think it's just a different mind frame of where I was trying to be at. So turmeric, though, is supposed to be good for... So many things. So like, many things. So even if you have a cold in the yes. winter, I've had turmeric tea, and that, that really helps out. Yeah. So maybe you should keep the turmeric matcha right. in rotation. That's the, So I have, like, a tiny, tiny bit of it left, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to keep it for when I need it. But for now, I'm I'm sticking to coffee. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. But so your your beverage of choice, Pam, and I know you have some strong feelings. I do. About how it's <laughs> served. Um, I do have strong feelings. See, let's, let's talk about your beverage of choice. So as all the listeners know, my beverage of choice is Earl Grey tea. Love finding variations of it. In fact, en route to the Philadelphia area, New Jersey, for Thanksgiving, I stopped in... A small town near uh, right outside of Harrisburg Hershey like half hour or so Lidditz I think it's called and there's a small tea shop there I've had some tea some loose leaf tea from there before so I stopped and get, got more <laughs> two different variations of the Earl Grey a berry Earl Grey and then a creme Earl Grey both Ooh. really phenomenal anyway and in, in Reading Terminal in Philadelphia, there's also a great little shop that serves loose leaf tea that I try to stock up on and many, many places. Anyway, so my whole thing with tea, here's the thing, is that if you were to go into a restaurant or a coffee shop mm-hmm. and you were to order coffee, you would not be okay spending the amount of money you're spending on instant coffee, right? Yes. It would just not be acceptable in, in that setting. And tea drinkers are an underrepresented population. (laughs) And I don't mean to make this a bigger issue, but we are. And tea is very healthy for you. So it has that going for it. It's very tasty. But as a tea drinker, when I go into a coffee shop or a restaurant, Mm -hmm. I want loose leaf tea. I want high quality tea. (laughs) To go into a place where they're serving the tea bag that they purchased at the local grocery store or big box store Mm -hmm. to me i i want more effort you know i just want more effort so like let me give you i'm going to give a shout out to two of my favorite coffee tea shops Mm -hmm. in pittsburgh commonplace coffee and constellation coffee both Mm -hmm. of them serve loose leaf tea both have very good earl gray options Mm -hmm. but they both serve loose leaf tea and becomes a very enjoyable experience whether I'm going in there to sit down and have a cup of tea for a meeting or for leisure or I'm taking it to go I'm really happy with that cup of tea because I know Mm. that the barista put some time in to make the tea to pack it make the tea send me on my way and I just feel happy that I've spent a little bit of money on a really high quality product that has made my morning so and we now actually have, we have a, a tea kettle at IW that has the ability to allow us to make loose leaf tea here at yeah, the office. Yeah, I still don't know how to work that. I, I can show you how to work it. It is a little complicated. It's an advanced piece it's, of hardware. Yeah, it's beautiful. It it's is. It's very pretty. Intense hardware. Rich Lunak, our CEO again, we can thank him for that. He brought that in for us. 
<laughs> I think after he heard me rant about tea so many times on this podcast, but I truly think it's come on, like you don't get want, it. You don't want instant coffee when you go somewhere. You want real. You want fresh brewed coffee. I don't want instant tea, and that's how I equate the tea. How bag. do you feel about those? So. I've never seen tea on a menu when you knew it was going to be a tea bag um, be more than, you know, $1.50. Is it okay if the price matches the, you know, quality that you're getting or you just feel like they should have loose leaf tea and the upcharge? That's a great question. And I don't really know if you need to upcharge it so much. Hmm. Okay. It's really inexpensive to buy bulk tea bags that are not filled, right? Or to buy several little small two cup size tea kettles and to put a little bit of tea in there and then you refill the water. Again, coffee drinkers get the fresh brewed, <laughs> all the options, the tea drinkers out there, we're missing out. I shouldn't just have to make fresh brewed at home or find that coffee shop that makes it. Tea lovers unite. <laughs> this is, I like it. This is, yeah, that's Pam. It's going to be my passion project <laughs> in 2019. Tea. Exactly. Tea. But only in loose leaf form. Exactly. No, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I get it. Oh my gosh, can we stop talking about my tea obsession? Can you stop? I will. I'll stop talking about it. So Jen has something that she absolutely loves, and that's her lovely pup, yes. Tulip. She's an old pup. Yes, but she's lovely. <laughs> she's and lovely. She has personality. And she has quite the personality, and she has quite the many medical issues. She's a Boston Terrier, and she's nine years old, and she's such a sweetheart. But we buy her lots of Christmas outfits. And <laughs> she is one of those Jen, dogs. You put her in Christmas outfits? I know, I know. You know, I haven't even decorated my apartment for the holidays yet but we have bought tulip uh well and you know and friends give us gifts of dog sweaters oh, and dog man. outfits and she just looks so cute in them i guess if she likes it more power to her so is that, yeah. would you consider that a holiday tradition for you is yes dressing is tulip up with the gifts that you receive absolutely you, if you put up a Christmas tree, mm-hmm. is she into that, or does, she, does it freak her out a bit? Because so, some dogs <clears throat> don't care for it. So we haven't put one up this year. We have a really small one that goes on a table just so that she, our, our tulip, one of her medical issues is that she's blind. And so we honestly were very nervous about putting up a tree and having her bump into it. And, like, we have a small apartment, so we couldn't really put a fence around it and do too much so we have a tree that goes above tulip's head what holiday traditions do you have other than dressing tulip mm. up and putting a tree above tulip's head so the past few years i we've stayed in pittsburgh my partner's family all lives here um so we've done christmas um with her family and but this year we're going to jersey for new year's which we haven't uh-huh. done before and I'm actually really excited to get back to being in Jersey for, for some part of the holidays. Wonderful. Will okay. your siblings be there as well? My siblings will be there. Um, one of my siblings still lives there, and so the other ones will be coming into town too. And it'll just be fun to see nephews and nieces and um, 
I don't know, New Year's is always a big holiday in my family, and so I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. That sounds great. What about you? Are you going home for the holidays to, to Jersey? So I am heading to New Jersey, Philadelphia area, if you will, around Christmas, yes. I, mm-hmm. I actually don't celebrate Christmas for all of our listeners. I celebrate Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And so we are actually just coming off of the Hanukkah celebration week, and it was a lovely week. I had a few friends over on the last night of Hanukkah to celebrate our eighth and final night together, uh, or with the holiday it is, which was really nice. And so, yeah, so I will travel to New Jersey, Philadelphia around uh, right after Christmas or Christmas and a few days after we always do a delayed Hanukkah celebration mm. as a family. We're mm-hmm. never generally in the same place unless it falls at Thanksgiving or some other time. So we do this delayed holiday celebration when we're all around. And it's myself and my mm-hmm. parents and my sister and generally some extended family. And we just have our delayed dinner. And we won't light the candles again because it's not obviously during the holiday. But... It's just nice to be together and eat tra- some of the foods that we traditionally would eat during Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And on Christmas itself, we have our very traditional Jewish Hanukkah celebration where we, uh, or Jewish Christmas, I should say, where we go to the movies and we get Chinese mm-hmm. food, which is, you know, a great experience for <laughs> us. And I know a lot, for many people, not just for those who don't celebrate Christmas, they, they like to partake in the movie and the Chinese food mm-hmm. because it's an easy activity movie theaters are open right a lot of chinese restaurants among other restaurants are now open so it's always a a great activity and that's fun we have a lot of fun and and for me going to back to that area it's great i get to see of course family both my nuclear family and then extended family but also a lot of friends Mm -hmm. who have really gone to some wonderful times of their own lives they have some of them have babies and they're married and this and that and it's so exciting and Mm -hmm get to see all of them which yeah. just makes me really really happy so it'll be a good good few days away and then uh have to figure out new year's i think i'll probably be with some friends mm-hmm. maybe maybe in dc and it'll be nice to ring in the new year and uh spend time with people i'm close with yeah. and and just have a happy evening and then we'll get ready for season two. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that, that's make be some resolutions high. based on uh, what yes. we want to have, what we want to see happen in season two. That will be the highlight of mm-hmm. of twenty nineteen, I'm mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> so, Jen, I mm-hmm. feel like we have a really big kind of event coming up mm-hmm. on December twentieth, Thursday, and I'm gonna let you talk more about it because I feel like you have this like. I'm really super great. excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Clara Sieg will be uh, in Pittsburgh. She's actually a native Pittsburgher. I think she's from the South Hills. Um, she's going to be in town. And we were able to get her to be on a live episode live of episode. this here podcast. A yeah. live episode it's of Caffeinated Innovation. It's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. We are really, I mean thrilled to welcome Clara into our space the morning of the 20th and sit down learn more about her about her work about her time in Pittsburgh her time in on the west coast now and all she's doing to support Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship and innovation Mm -hmm. so we hope all of you will join us yes we already have a pretty (laughs) good number of guests (laughs) coming which is great I mean 
Listen, our space can fit a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We're excited about the the interest so far, and we want to get more people. Yeah. And if you can't join us in person, you can always listen to it later, of mm-hmm. course. But you can also join us on Twitter because we'll be doing. Yeah. We'll we'll tweet during the session, and we of course will be taking questions from uh, from the audience again, both in person mm-hmm. or virtually. I think it's going to be a great time. Clara is amazing. We are very lucky to have Clara joining us. Yeah. And so, listeners, you know, this podcast would not be able to exist without generous support from IW and from the community. And so we're always looking for additional ways to support the execution and production of this, of the podcast with you and figure out how we might be able to collaborate. So again, check in with us on uh, on Twitter or send us a note and mm-hmm. we're happy to chat more. Yeah. So with that said, we are officially going to close out this holiday episode we're excited to see and to hear from all of you on thursday the 20th during that live episode we mentioned keep listening keep promoting the podcast we will be back after the episode next week we'll be back in 2019 thanks for joining us for this inaugural season and for this special bonus holiday episode and uh yeah thanks so much i hope you learned a lot about us um Hopefully it wasn't too much. (laughs) So thanks. And happy holidays to everyone. Yes, happy holidays. And happy new year. Yes. Happy, happy. Caffeinated Innovation is a product of Innovation Works, Inc., a Ben Franklin technology partner. Our theme music is by a Startable Pittsburgh alum, Ethan Ziegler, and it's called Bring the Soul. For more episodes, you can find us at innovationworks.org slash caffeinatedinnovation.